Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. As Steve mentioned earlier, today many Western Christian denominations around the world celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, which is a movable feast, but always celebrated 50 days after Easter. And it's considered the end of the Easter season. While we don't celebrate Pentecost as a feast here in New Thought, there is significance for us in this Pentecost story. So I want us to take a look at the story through three separate lenses, historically, metaphysically, and then a current future-looking lens. Historically, as detailed in the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles in the New Testament, metaphysically as in consciousness, and thirdly, in a current and future lens as in a new Pentecost, both in consciousness and in expression, and specifically how it might relate to this newly emerging hybrid or blended model of church that's been jump-started because of the pandemic, and what consciousness we bring to that discussion or discernment. At the end of this short exploration, though, the two questions I'm going to leave you with for your homework are, can you hear your soul, and what is the calling of your soul? Can you hear your soul, and what is the calling of your soul? Your soul being the immaterial essence and totality of who you are at the core level or your true nature. Because this is really a talk about giving outward expression to your true or divine nature or of letting your life speak. The goal of Pentecost then and now is to become spirit-empowered witnesses of the good news, the good news of Christ in you, your hope of glory, in word and action in every aspect of your lives, to be the best Christ that you can be. So historically, the day of Pentecost is recounted in the New Testament second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles has come to be known as the day the apostles and others were baptized with the Holy Spirit. These people were actually celebrating a Jewish feast day, the day of Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, as it was also known. It was a harvest festival when the people gave the first fruits of their harvest to God. It really refers to the complete harvest period of about seven weeks, during which the people of Israel were called upon to recognize God as the source of rain and agricultural fertility. The followers of Jesus didn't give up their religious beliefs and practices in the beginning. Some of them probably never did. On the occasion of Pentecost, they were all gathered in one place, an upper room. After fulfilling their traditional practices for the day, they no doubt began to think about Jesus and what he had taught them, and to contemplate the many things he did. The idealism of Jesus lifted their thoughts and feelings to a higher level of contemplation and receptivity. Something began to happen to them that they had never experienced before. This new experience they had was described as the sound of a rushing wind from heaven and also as tongues of fire. It must have been exciting and inspiring at the same time, and it may have even been frightening for some of them. When the local people heard what was going on, they were also astonished. The followers of Jesus were so inspired that they were able to do unusual things, such as speak in different languages, even though they had never done this before. They were probably radiant in appearance and happy as they talked about God in a new way. The pessimists among them were all dr- said they were all drunk, though. However, Peter got up and began explaining to the locals that they were not drunk. He said this was the experience that the prophet Joel said would take place. 
Joel wrote that, and it shall be in the last days, says God, I will pour forth my spirit upon all humankind, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Peter then told about the death and resurrection of Jesus and accused them of it. This probably didn't sit too well for some of them, but about 3,000 were also inspired and were later baptized in water that same day. Whether or not Jesus was actually raised from the dead and ascended into heaven as the Gospels proclaim, and whether or not the disciples and the friends of Jesus received the Holy Spirit as written in the Acts of the Apostles, something of significance happened after Jesus' death and burial. A quickening of the heart, a shift in consciousness that transformed the lives of his followers and gave them a strong sense of purpose or calling inwardly and an outward faithfulness and fearlessness in their ministry. Through the metaphysical lens, Pentecost is that unfoldment of the spiritual mind when there are periods when the ideas that we have meditated on or accepted as true spring forth into consciousness, becoming living realities in our life instead of just mere mental concepts. In this awakening, we get the fruits of the ideas that we have planted in our mind. We have escaped from darkness or Egypt and have entered into light or the promised land. When we fill our mind with these true ideas about God and man, we should gather our thoughts at one point or place. That point or place is that I am consciousness in which I conceive myself to be in spirit. Speaking in tongues symbolizes an increased ability to express truth clearly and freely. The disciples and friends of Jesus were all together in one place, which means the concentration of all the faculties and activities of the mind and body are in agreement in acknowledgement and praise of spirit. The result of this concentration is that the ordinary thinking mind, conscious mind, and the superconscious mind, the perfect Christ mind, blend and there is a descent of spiritual energies into the body that fills all of the house. To the one who is awakened to spiritual reality, the day of Pentecost signifies the degree of mind action that brings into consciousness the presence of spirit as substance. It's the creative process that Miss Wolf was talking about earlier. Peter's sermon in Acts 2 states that this event was the beginning of a continual outpouring that would be available to all believers from that point on. It all began when the faithful gathered on that first Pentecost. The winds of change came and empowered the faithful. Those winds are still blowing upon the church, and we are still swept up to new heights of prayer and inspiration and witness. We continue to experience Pentecost moments when we are invited to think and grow and move outside of our boundaries. I'm particularly aware of this pull of spirit in my own heart and here at Unity of Fairfax as it relates to this new church emerging and my place in it in ministry. It's often an unfamiliar and uncomfortable place to be both individually and I know communally as well. But here's an example of how I've processed through it and a major shift in consciousness that's taken place in my own life over the past 14 months. I could easily have been the poster child for the brick-and-mortar experience of church. Discussions of hybrid or blended church experiences made me uncomfortable and didn't resonate with me. Last summer, as we were closed and trying to figure things out, it became clearer 
that we were going to be we're going to have to be innovative to connect with and engage with our virtual community. I questioned if there was a way forward for me in ministry at that time. I didn't see myself fitting into this model, square peg, round hole. In the midst of this questioning, I attended a week-long Zoom workshop on Quaker individual spiritual discernment practices. And one of the techniques that we worked with was to identify an area of your life that need a clarification or direction, and then to come up with a yes or no question that might help process through that experience or that discernment. Once you had the issue and the question, the next step was to list all of the pros and cons, yes and no, and then to release the question into the mind and heart of God and to rest in the silence for a short period of time to see if anything would be revealed by spirit. My yes or no question was, is there a way forward for me in ministry in this blended or virtual experience of church? Yes or no? I listed all of the pros and cons and sat in silence with a small group of Quakers for about five minutes, who were also holding space for me around this question. Quickly upon entering the silence, the answer that I received was a resounding yes, exclamation point, and with gentleness, openness, and humility. And that was it. Went back into the silence. We came out. We processed together. And they had, the other two in the group had similar experiences or revelation that confirmed what I was feeling. No details were revealed of what my ministry would look like or how to move forward. But those guideposts, gentleness, openness, and humility, were very clear. With gentleness toward myself and others as I and we and community step outside of our comfort zone. With openness and curiosity, as I and as community, we step into, explore, and play with this hybrid model and new technologies and new ways of engaging. And with humility, as I move forward, knowing that of God within that supports, inspires, and guides me in all ways and always. And knowing that there is no shortage of God, no shortage of good, no shortage of love, no shortage of divine ideas, no shortage of divine substance, that in God there is always a way forward. In God it is always good. This process opened my heart and mind and completely shifted my consciousness upward to the point that I'm genuinely excited and looking forward to seeing what we can co-create as a blended community, and I want to be a part of it. That shift was a Pentecost moment for me. And I share it with you today because I know that I'm not the only one seeking to understand a way forward. I still don't have clarity on what it looks like, but that's okay because I'm moving forward one step at a time, knowing that it's all God, it's all good. And I know that's true as well for our community. And I see those three guideposts, gentleness, openness, and humility, as being relevant to our own journey as a faith community. So be on the lookout for Pentecostal moments in your own life and here in community. Those moments when spirit shows up undeniably as wind and flame. So wrapping this up, God's image within us is inherent and irrevocable. God's likeness is our unique expression of that image, inviting our full and conscious participation there is an old Quaker saying, let your life speak, which means to live from the inside out. Before you tell your life what you intend to do with it, listen to what it intends to do with you. Before you tell your life what truths and values you have decided to live up to, 
Let your life tell you what truths you embody, what values you represent. In other words, your life is not about you. You are about a larger thing called life. You are not your own. You are an instance of a universal eternal pattern. Life is living itself in and through you. The myriad forms of life in the universe are merely parts of the one life that many of us call God or source, divine mind, or love. You and I don't have to figure it all out, fix everything, or to live perfectly by ourselves. But we do have to ask ourselves several questions. Is your life a monument to the past or a movement into the future? Is the church a monument to the past or a movement into the future, building on the grace and blessing of the past and current people of faith who hold the vision and roll up their sleeves? There is a force for good in the universe, and it wants to work through us as us. But we have to say, here I am, Lord, use me. All we have to do is participate in this one life by saying yes to Spirit's movement. Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore wrote that every time we rise to the realization of eternal indwelling life, making union with God mind, the resurrection of Jesus takes place in us, and we become an inhabitant here and now of a new heaven and a new earth. Let's think according to the Christ thoughts. Let's radiate that love, that truth, that peace, that gentleness, that kindness, that health and harmony, which belongs to us under divine law and is manifest to us this day through the power of the Holy Spirit. Metaphysically, Pentecost is the ultimate rise in consciousness. So with that awareness, let's close with prayer, using a verse and refrain from the song, With Your Love, O God. I am a precious gift that you have opened up. Like a stream that spills from the edges of an overflowing cup. You are the blessing of blessings moving through everything. And you flow through me. You flow through me. Let your life speak, friends, and behold the Christ you are. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. 
We appreciate your donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.